0: Welcome, Bearcat family, and to whoever may have stumbled across this on Spotify and SoundCloud. You are now tuning in to a little podcast that I like to call Global Bearcats. I'm your host, Zane Phillips, and I am joined here today with...
1: Sulav Karka, and I'm from Nepal.
0: Nice to have you on, Sulav.
1: Yeah, it's good um, to be here. Yeah.
0: Um, I am somewhat of an expert with international students. Eh? I, I was an international student myself with the Rotary Youth Exchange program, where I stayed 11 months in Brazil from January to November of 2020. But that is not why we are here today. We're here to find out what makes Solove Kartka tick. So Solove, go ahead and uh, get the ball rolling here with, um, like I said, uh, your name, area of study. Um, you know, where you're from for context, just su- stuff to get the ball rolling.
1: Yeah. Okay. So my name is Sulav Khadga. People have trouble pronouncing my last <laughs> name, which I don't really blame them because like those syllables don't really exist in the English English language. Yeah. Uh, so it's fine. Um, I'm a management information systems major. Okay. Here. Um, uh, I took a year online. So technically I'm a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, what else okay so and as i've said already i'm from nepal and i'm from the capital which is Kathmandu. it's spelled with a k though not a c okay um
0: uh, for those who don't know uh so love can you pinpoint us exactly to where nepal is
1: okay so asia southeast asia mm-hmm. and we're sandwiched between india and china and so uh we're so like uh, it's Nepal is like roughly rectangular mm-hmm. and where like we border india on three sides and china on one okay so yeah that that's where okay Nepal's at
0: um so uh the one question that i ask every international student on here that everybody that is not an international student begs to question why mcindry why would you come to mcindry this small town in lebanon with a very minuscule population from Nepal.
1: Oh yeah, I've yeah, I've been asked this a lot and uh especially since I'm not an athlete, uh it's even like harder to answer. Like it, it it's harder for other people to grasp, I guess. But I mean, being from a third world country and trying to seek a better education education elsewhere is um I mean, it's a challenging prospect and so for me I was I wanted I always wanted to go to a smaller college um um and I mean uh it, it had to be like within my pocket too right so I mm-hmm. mean it had to be a- affordable for me so we're, I mean and like college is is expensive so there were not mm-hmm. a lot of options so like from the colleges that I applied to um McKendree was one of uh, it was on my list and uh, it seemed it seemed like it was a small college. I liked the campus like from the pictures. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's all I had. Yeah. And um and yeah, I just um uh, I just thought being here would like uh I thought uh, it was the best option for me at that time, so mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So where exactly did you come across McKendree University? Is it like super well-known or how did you come across McKendree while you were searching for um, schools in the United States to study.
1: Um so uh actually I uh, uh one of my um so a senior I- in my high school uh what well, like uh, uh, an alum actually. Mm-hmm. Uh he used to like advo- do like advising for pe- like students seeking to study abroad. Mm-hmm. And I told him like about my uh you know my situation and uh how i wanted to uh, go to the united states but i mean i i was like l- really limited because of like you know my budget and stuff mm-hmm. so and he gave me a few names and McKendree was one of them okay yeah
0: um so i guess is that um have you always wanted to study what what exactly are you studying again
1: uh management information systems management
0: information systems is that originally what you wanted to study in the united states uh, is management information systems not a really big um thing to study in nepal
1: well i mean i mean you can i mean it's there but Mm -hmm. it's nepal too so like uh, i just so like my my sister did her bachelor's uh, in nepal and it's just it's just not a really productive environment Mm -hmm. and uh the teachers are everything's super outdated and uh the university structure is really really i don't know i i was just not happy with it mm-hmm. and uh the culture around like college uh in nepal is completely different like it's just uh, like um uh, there's no independence whatsoever it's just like going to school i mean like in nepal you don't really move out Either way, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be like independent and I didn't want to go to college, you know, and just come back home. I, I wanted to like go out there and do stuff by myself, mm-hmm. is part of the main reason. And, um, well, my uh, about the area of the study, um, I actually wanted to do biology,
2: mm-hmm. but,
1: um, but since I wanted to go abroad. And STEM is not really like, you know, uh, STEM yeah. STEM majors are, I mean, it's really hard to find jobs back in Nepal. And I don't want to, Um. I mean, I plan to go back home. So mm-hmm. I just thought that, you know, uh, as an IT business, uh, like, you know, uh, hybrid major kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, I would have a lot more options up here and back home. So that's why I decided to do that. And I, I'm also like kind of passionate about this about it so yeah
0: yeah um so i guess in terms of the studying in nepal would you necess- i guess and the united states you don't necessarily want to work in the united states
1: well um uh i don't really know how to answer that i mean i all do i do but mm-hmm. uh if i don't want to like i have no plans on staying here here permanently if I yeah. do work, it's gonna be on a work visa and mm-hmm. uh it's gone it's not and I I won't I won't be like moving here for the rest of my life anyway. I just wanna go back home because like oh, it's a third world country, it might suck, but home is home and
0: Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that's more so uh a Sulaw thing? Like is that something you would do personally? Because you also said you were wanting to be independent. Would mm-hmm. you say that um Nepalese people have a lot of, you know, um, nationalist pride, you know, going back and being proud of Nepal and going back. Would you say that's true?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um.
0: Yeah. So I guess would you say that the United States has a larger amount of national pride than Nepal?
1: Mm, I mean, yeah. Yeah definitely more the people here are more egocentric about it i mean yeah there's uh, people in nepal are proud proud of it but we i mean most people are, are aware that we're a third world country and we really ha- have no say in what happens even mm-hmm. in our own like government too mm-hmm. because like it's so uh, there's like a lot of instability and uh it's just it's just really not a good place to be and. and I, and there's it, there's not even a change in sight, so like, I mean, I'm not ashamed of being from Nepal or anything, mm-hmm. and I do have pride in it. But w- also the fact that there's just not there's just not a lot we're known known for. Like uh, people yeah. like when I came here, like some people don't even know where Nepal is. Yeah, and yeah, so actually. Uh, when I like got here, like when I like landed in St. Louis at the Lambert Airport, and uh, s- someone came to get me because I was staying overnight at a hotel, and the recep the receptionist asked me where I was from, and I said Nepal, and she was like, "That's in Italy, right?" Oof, and I was like, "Um, no, it's Ooh. like it's a it's a, a it's a country like it's in Asia," and she was like, "Oh, so it's in Honduras." and i was like um yeah i guess yeah uh probably (laughs) is
0: (laughs) yeah sure nepal yeah yeah do you feel kind of um offended that people don't know where nepal
1: is well not really because i mean it's it is a smaller country is is it's it's the same size as illinois Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um but a lot more people um I mean, I'm not particularly offended. One thing I would be offended by, though, is if people said that Nepal was a part of India. Mm. That's, uh, that's yeah, that's something offensive.
0: Could you go more into depth about that? I guess, why does Nepal want to be, um, I guess, viewed separately from India? Is that, like, a super long story?
1: Well, not really, but, I mean, it's just been, uh, so it's, It's just been like, uh, like historically too, uh, there's been like India, Nepal was larger, but, uh, during like the Brit, when the British ruled Mm -hmm. India, a lot of Nepal was like, um, you know, there were uh, the, we fought British India and we lost, Mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of our territory and, um and there are like border conflicts all the time because mm-hmm. like there's not really a solid border and uh people say that they're moving like uh, the poles that they you know the poles that separate Nepal and India India're mm-hmm. moving them like towards Nepal so that like there's more land i, I- i'm not too sure about this but there's always been a, ju- a thing where like um because also also because like um so sanskrit uh mm-hmm. uh so our 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 language is um derived from sanskrit and so is uh um so is hindi Mm -hmm. which is india's language and they're and they always and so when whenever so like the time i went to india everyone just assumes that we know how to speak hindi which i do but (laughs) which i do but (laughs) I mean, no, it, it, it's just like, yeah, I mean, we're a bigger country, so you must know our language, right? Because, yeah.
0: I'm offended that you think that, but I do speak I your mean, language. I mean, I,
1: okay, I, I realize how that sounds. And most Nepali do know, no, Nepali people do know how uh-huh. to speak Hindi. It's just because of, like, the huge um, influence of uh, Indian media in mm-hmm. Nepal like Bollywood is a huge thing and mm-hmm. yeah, all of that, all of that stuff. Yeah. I just realized I went on a tangent. What was our no, question no. <laughs> though?
0: Hey, that's, that's all right. Okay. I'm not too worried about that. I got a couple questions here to keep us on track. Okay. So what you've told me has led me to believe that Nepal is a very, um, proud country, proud to be who they are. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, regardless of their, standing in world Mm -mm. affairs Mm -mm. um so if you had to describe nepal in one word what would that word be
1: huh (laughs) i i do not have that big of a vocabulary to be honest like to find a single (laughs) word that Mm -hmm. encapsulates the you know
0: you you just said you didn't have a big vocabulary and you just use the word encapsulate.
1: No, wait. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You're putting me on the spot here.
2: Um,
1: I mean, uh, geographically, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's spectacular. Like Nepal, geographically, it's there's a lot of you know ge- geographical diversity mm-hmm. because like oh, so like there's parts of Nepal that could be like. The plains like Illinois, mm-hmm. and we also have like the the highest mountain in the world, Mount yeah. Everest, right? And I mean, just from that, you can tell that I mean, there's a lot to see in Nepal. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I'm very proud of that I'm from a really, really beautiful country. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize it because we just don't have the infrastructure to get get to those beautiful places. Yeah, so they're so they're not very well known, but. I mean, if you if you like if you're there and once you see it, you'll you'll realize that there's no other place like that in the world. And Mm -hmm. I'm not even exaggerating all this because people just don't know enough about Nepal is a thing.
0: So would you say that you your place, um, in addition to being a college student here, would be to be an ambassador of Nepal and to promote Nepal? And what Nepal is and what Nepal stands for and what it's about and the people that live there. Would you say that you were an ambassador of Nepal to Lebanon and to McKendree University?
1: Oh, yeah. To McKendree University? Definitely. Because I'm the only person from Nepal here right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, I I just feel like I have to represent in some way and Mm. however I can. I mean, I might not have. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can try is all, but I mean, my personality might limit to how much I can put Nepal on the map here.
0: Hey, yeah. I mean, no. I'm sure that Nepal is recognizing your efforts mm-hmm. and is grateful.
1: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I want a I want a flag of Nepal in Ames. That's mm-hmm. what I want.
0: I I thought they had one. Do they not have not one? Not in Ames. Not do they do they have one at all?
1: i i it's a good question
0: i might um, i might have to talk to um somebody about oh that. yeah
1: yo, yo oh yeah mm-hmm. i i might have to talk to somebody about it
0: yeah that. we'll both talk to somebody about it okay. we got it we have to get nepal's representation Mm-mm. at mckindry university yeah
1: i feel left out some <laughs> someone listening to this if if you're like faculty or something i feel left out let that be known <laughs>
0: Oh man. So um I guess have us as United States citizens have we been pretty um open and accepting of I guess your sharing of Nepalese culture?
1: Well, I mean, honestly, there's not much opportunity to share. Mhm. Um but like as far as like conversationally and like talking to people and um them showing interest in where i'm from and what it's like back there uh yeah yeah
0: so i guess would that be different than well i guess would that be more so i, I i'm kind of having a hard time trying to phrase this um so would nepal would anybody from nepal um be um inquisitive do you know what inquisitive means oh yeah, oh, yeah. um what would they be inquisitive of how the united states would perceive nepal like i guess would they be worried about what the united states thinks of nepal
1: well so um my assumption so my assumption being here and this might be kind of offensive too is just like i i really don't expect people to know mm-hmm. like anything at, at, about nepal at all i
0: think i think that's an accurate assumption yeah
1: yeah, but, um, so, so, the, but one of the, the, like, one of the first friends I made here in my country, like, he's, he's a, he's a nerd, like, he's a, ge- you can shout him out if you want. Oh, yeah, uh, Aaron Brown, um, <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, a huge geographic <laughs> mm-hmm. like, he's, he's big on geography, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, he's, he knows a fair bit about Nepal, and he's always, like, uh, been asking questions, and he always wants to know more about Nepal, and, like, also, like being a Hindu, mm-hmm. which is like really uncommon here, but not a big deal because in, in Nepal pretty much everyone is Hindu. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's shown like a very like he's always been interested in like where I'm from and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. And yeah, and I really appreciate uh, I really appreciate him him trying to know more about where I'm from and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you wish more people would be like Aaron and ask you these sorts of questions?
1: Well not as much but kind of yeah yeah i mean i i i mean it's not just like i wish they'd ask me questions too i'd ask them too like i i want to know about their culture too it mm-hmm. goes both ways but yeah. yeah i do i do i i feel like we need to talk about uh you know our cultural differences more so we can accommodate for like not not just like nepali people nepali people but international students in general
0: Mm -hmm. that honestly so a lot of you kind of just pointed out the whole reason why I do this podcast Mm -hmm. is to accommodate the relationships between the international students here at McKendree and what we can do to create a better environment Mm -hmm. for you guys to grow and share your culture and create this melting pot of diversity Mm -hmm. here at McKendry. So uh, I what I guess that leads me leads me to my next question. What would be like the largest cultural difference that you've seen or experienced between being in McKendry and being back at home in Nepal?
1: Oh my god, it's just I mean I it's this is a really hard question for me because there's just so much that I I I I've, I've lost track like mm-hmm. my first few weeks here it was so overwhelming and Yeah,
0: cult, culture yeah. shock is real.
1: Oh my god, it's real. So, okay. So there was like they have this these seminars back in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like the these seminars are hosted by the USEF, which is the United States Education Uh, fund or something Mm -hmm. but yeah they they provide like information about colleges and all that kind of stuff but and they do like after you like get into a college and you're like sure that you're going to america they hold like um sessions about cultural shock and of the one one of the things they talk about is that there's no water in like the toilets like you have to you just have toilet paper you don't have like bidets oh yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah And that's one of the things they address. Really? Yeah. I mean, because it's a huge change, and I I think it's nasty. I mean, <laughs> dried toilet paper? Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, ugh. oh, man. I I could never. I damn. I mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I,
0: I actually remember because before I uh, went to Brazil, I kind of had the exact same thing that you were talking about, but it was through. Uh, the organization that I went through uh-uh. um, to kind of just address um, just general baselines of mm-hmm. culture shock and not necessarily um, cultures in specific, um, but just like how to deal with that. And one of them would be um, in India, there is no like toilet paper mm-hmm. and they use their hand as a mixture with the water. Oh, yeah. And to. is the same back in Nepal. Yeah. yeah, into, like, yeah. Um, uh, I want to say you're not supposed to shake, um, what is it, your left hand or something? Like, your right hand because it's viewed as dirty yeah. or something?
1: Well, I mean, the left hand is definitely looked down upon. <laughs> the des- I mean, the
0: designated hand. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah,
1: it is. De- yeah, it is the designated <laughs> hand, and it is, like, looked down upon. Like,
0: How were you taught to do that, or did you just learn by... I I mean, how are you guys taught to use
1: toilet paper? I,
0: I honestly, I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I don't. Same thing. It's just, I mean, so like, toilet paper isn't an option. There's water. There's a (laughs) mug. So I mean, put two and two. Put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, Put two and two together. That's oh man. That's how we do it. But I mean, I use wipes though. Okay, so Mm -hmm.
0: do do you put your wipes down the uh, the toilet?
1: I mean, am I not supposed to?
0: They say they're flushable, but for those that can't see, I'm doing air quotes. Uh They are not flushable.
1: They clog.
0: This is a shout out to Josh Phillips from Pioneer Mechanical LLC. (laughs) My dad, who has been a journeyman plumber for (laughs) around 30 years, he can attest that these are not flushable wipes.
1: Mm, Well, as long as they don't clog the (laughs) toilet, I think I'm fine. And even if they do, who's going to?
0: Hey, you can just blame it on your cultural adjustments. Saying, I was used to having a bidet, Mm-mm. and you're Mm-mm. lucky I don't Mm-mm. just splash the toilet water up on oh, myself. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate that you put that image in my head. I, oh, my God.
0: I think, honestly, I think it would be a very important image to put in the no, listeners' no, heads. No, no, no,
1: no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry for everyone listening. To this I'm I'm deeply sorry. Oh,
0: I'm having a blast right now. Have there other been had there been any other funny circumstances like that? Just like moments where you're like holy I am, holy damn, I'm not in Nepal anymore. Like this is crazy to me.
1: Okay, yeah. So um the only time I've ever heard like proper English accents like proper English American accents were in movies okay mm-hmm. so the first weeks or the, f- the first few weeks I was here I felt like I was in a movie the whole damn time I, I, I'm not even joking I like I'd be like walking and there'd be like people talking like around me and they'd be talking I was like oh damn they're talking in English damn wow and I mean oh, and man. I, I, I've never, so like the first two days I was here, like, I've never spoken English, English for that long Mm -hmm. in my life. And it hurt my throat because, I mean, you, there's obviously. Yeah, like
0: like, a phonetic difference. Yeah.
1: And it just hurt my throat because I was not used to it. Even though, like, I'm, I'm okay with English, like Mm -hmm. communicating in English, but I've never spoken English That long. For that extended period of time. And it just really, really hurt my throat. And that was a huge adjustment too.
0: So you felt like you were in a movie.
1: I swear, yeah. Wow. And I I could not shake that feeling for a while. And the other thing that was really, really weird being here was like seeing no, what you guys would call mountains, but they're actually hills (laughs) around you. So Mm -hmm. like... Kathmandu, where I'm from, is Mm -hmm. a valley. So, like, we're surrounded by hills, not mountains, okay? Hills, let me be very clear with that. (laughs) If they have trees on them and they're green, they're not mountains. They're hills. We're surrounded by hills. And my sense of direction was based on the hills. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, I look at, like, I mean, if you live there your whole life, you tend to know yeah. what hill is in what direction, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I I used to drive back in Nepal, and and I and I rarely ever had to use Google Maps. Mm-hmm. I just be like, okay, that hill's of my home's that way because I see that hill. Mm-hmm. I just drive in that general direction and I get there. Like mm-hmm. I get somewhere I recognize, and I'm and I just go back home. Yeah, but here it's like endless sky is just flat yeah it's just flat like it's yeah you can see the edge of the earth was it... yeah flat earth society <laughs> yeah but i mean it's just so flat it's like i knew it was not i i, I knew it was not going to be like as hilly but i didn't expect it to be like flat like mm-hmm. endless like nothing mm-hmm. it just it's was just that
0: pretty disorienting for yeah you? it was
1: to you I, I mean it still is like when i like when I'm with like, uh, when I go somewhere or with someone on a drive, mm-hmm. I'm just like, which way are we going? How am I supposed to know which way we're going? Because I don't know, and yeah. I need to know, mm-hmm. and I'm I I end up feeling lost all all of the time. Like, yeah, it, I'm just so, getting used to it.
0: So so Love feels like he's lost in a movie all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We could probably make a movie out of that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah that could be
0: honestly if you want to um listeners if you want to have a Salav movie please let the radio station know like message them on instagram or something because i think if we get enough people on board i'm sure we could make Mm -hmm. a movie out Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm.
1: yeah (laughs) well with my consent though oh or or else i'm suing (laughs) i'm yeah i need the money college is expensive
0: you're right. You are absolutely right. Um, so I guess, how do you feel about Mount Everest then? If you were, if you used it as such, well, not Mount Everest specifically, Mm-mm. but use like the geographical formations as um, waypoints. Mm-mm. I mean, just in general, how do you feel about Mount Everest, let alone from the, you know, geographical standpoint?
1: Okay. How do I feel about Mount Everest? You mean? So, yeah. Okay. Um, when I, when people ask me, oh, I, so I tell people I'm from Nepal and they're, they're like, what's that? Like, where is that? Like, what, what even is that? I'm like, that's where Mount Everest is from because like, Mm -hmm. I'm uh, like, most people have heard of Mount Everest, you know? Mm -hmm. And some people say it's in China, which I think part of it is, but the summit, like the peak, Mm -hmm. the peak is in Nepal. So, I mean. That's why we're yeah are like yeah it's mm-hmm. in Nepal.
0: It's uh, in Nepal. Yeah. It's not in China. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um pretty much. Also, Buddha was born in Nepal too. Who? Just saying. Buddha. Gotam Buddha. Yeah. yeah. Buddha. Yeah. Uh the whole Buddhist mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, back to Mount Everest. Um Yeah, Mount Everest uh it's like a symbol of pride for us like um I have like Nepalese like uh, bills, like mm-hmm. money in my wallet and on the bills there's a picture of Mount Everest so it's like a big deal for us mm-hmm. um but yeah uh Mount Everest it's it's a really big symbol and um because it uh represents like st- uh strength and you know just the ob- ability like it's an, it's it's big it's immovable mm-hmm. and, and it's uh, so i mean it just resonates with like Uh, how, how Nepalese people are, they're like proud and, Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're like always held their head, heads high, Mm -hmm. um, proud to be where they're from and never back down that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, Mount Everest, like, uh, not just from like, uh, you know, a geological standpoint of being a really, really big rock. (laughs) It, it, it means a lot to Nepal. Yeah.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, do you have anything other than Mount Everest that you personally would identify yourself with as uh, a Nepalese citizen? Like, what is something that you identify with when you have a source of national pride?
1: Huh. Hmm. Uh, I really can't think of anything off the top of my head, but... um... I, I would say, like, the temples, but I'm not particularly religious. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Nepal has a lot of temples, like, especially Kathmandu. Even though it's the capital and there are, like, a lot, like, 2 or 3 million people in the capital, which it's really densely populated, it's still called the city of temples. And there's, like, temples everywhere. Like, every 10 minutes, if you anywhere, drive in any dire- direction for 10 minutes going to see a temple mm-hmm. like every 10 minutes and yeah i mean if i was cultural i'd say that uh i I'd, I'd identify with like the cult- cultural um how like culture is embedded into nepalese society mm-hmm. but um i guess i can't really say that but yeah yeah um
0: i guess um because it was surely a big change for me going from because I th- I don't know if I told you this, but my my city of um is technically a village. It's mm. a registered village, Mm-mm. the village of Perry. Population I want to say. Never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. It's like population of 150 people. I would say right now Mm-mm. after the new census would come out. I'm not so sure on that. Mm-mm. But moving to a city in Brazil of around 100,000 people, that was quite the change for me. So would there have you felt a lot of change moving from? the densely populated capital of Kathmandu to this city of Lebanon, which I I don't know. I want to (laughs) say 8,000 people.
1: Oh, 8,000. I thought, I thought it'd be a lot less. I don't,
0: I don't quote me on that. I'm just doing a round number. Okay.
1: okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely do feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) I I swear. I mean, (laughs) even though that like, uh, we have O'Fallon, which is not, it's like, 10-15 minutes away Mm -hmm. and it's like uh, there's everything there and Mm -hmm. I mean St. Louis it's a really big city it's like 40 minutes away but I mean even though I still feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere like middle of the cornfields don't know (laughs) what direction is where and just going with things Uh, yeah it's
0: do you miss that from being in Nepal are you do you miss the uh, the what I would say the hustle and bustle?
1: Oh yeah, there's definitely a hustle and a bustle. And, the, and people in Nepal, no one is ever in a hurry. Really? Yeah, no one is ever in a hurry. They they're so chill like <laughs> like it's it could be like 10 like rush hour uh, office rush hour and stuff. But if like a, there's something going on in the streets like I don't know. A, a bike hit a car. Then everyone's gonna stop and like make a really really big crowd, just so they can know what happened. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know. These the people's people Nepalese people are just really really concerned about other people's business. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they're so they're chill. Would you say they're nosy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
0: Would you say that you're nosy?
1: Occasionally, he Occasionally. goes. <laughs> I, li- I like my fair share of drama, as long as it as long as I'm not involved.
0: <coughs> oh my! So, <laughs> he goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do
1: a little gossiping, <laughs> sometimes.
0: Oh man, that's um that's actually very interesting to me. I thought that since Kathmandu was like a super large city, it would be a really, I guess, fast paced environment. So would oh, you say no, the no, environment? in terms of being fast or slow would be about the same as Lebanon?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, there's not really that much people here, so. <laughs>
0: there yeah, is no I, choice yeah, but to be slow. Yeah,
1: but uh, in Nepal, it's like, so if it's a winter, mm-hmm. people, will, people will just be like sun basking on the overpasses, like, you know, like mm-hmm. when, where you cross the roads. They'll just be like sitting up there and walk it, watching the vehicles like, go go up and down like for no reason because they just i don't know i just hmm. i just don't get it but they do I, that
0: I, I totally get that because mm. there's this thing it's a big part i guess of i get midwestern culture you know mm. like illinois Mm-mm. and the surrounding area okay. oh, excuse me it's called uh sitting on your front porch and just oh, okay. sitting and uh-huh. not doing anything uh-huh. and just people watching uh-huh. right um so I can, kind of, I can kind of guess and understand where those you know cultural mm-hmm. viewpoints come mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there one thing that you want to point out about Nepal that not very many people know about? Because I know that you said that not a lot of people know about Nepal in general. Mm-hmm. But if somebody were to go to Nepal... And get not the tourist experience, but the experience of a real Nepalese citizen. Uh-uh. What would they have to do?
1: Um. Okay, unless you're going to a fricks price store, always bargain. Like
0: so, so, bargaining.
1: Yeah, bargain. So if they say something costs like two thousand Nepalese rupees, n- never settle for less than a thousand. Like. Yeah, just straight up, and like, I'm not very good at it. But like, either either try to do it yourself.
0: Nobody's gonna pull the wool yeah. over on yeah. the love on yeah. that case. No,
1: I mean, I'm I'm gullible. My mom, on the <laughs> other hand, she's she yeah she she makes like yeah she she squeezes them deals like yeah she's good at that stuff. But yeah, I mean, bargaining is a really huge part of. uh Uh, Nepalese culture in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? The food is way, way, way better. Like, I mean, you you could say Nepalese food is close to Indian food. Mm -hmm. It is similar, I'd say, but not the same.
0: I remember you because we've talked. We we've of course talked before this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I want to say the rice. You can't get over the rice here. Like the rice is so bad.
1: Oh yeah. It it's like there's no aroma like like the rice smells like nothing and it's so undercooked and it's just bad like how, how how do you guys tolerate this i i i do not i cannot stand that like rice is a staple of Nepalese cuisine like mm-hmm. i've had i've had rice every every morning and every night like for uh for like lunch and dinner probably the most probably for like all my life Mm -hmm. like actually uh except like maybe a few days i mean a lot a lot yeah but um, yeah 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 but yeah and coming here i mean there's no rice obviously which i i knew but Mm -hmm. when there is rice it's so bad like
0: (laughs) that's something that you're pretty passionate about i can mm -mm -mm -mm.
1: tell oh my god like there's no aroma. I, I just I,
0: somebody gets to awesome some damn rice. Yeah. Please. Yeah.
1: How and curry, please. Curry, I miss curry, yeah.
0: Honestly, I don't think I've ever had curry you're in my out. life. You're missing out. What for For those who are listening that don't know what curry is, can you explain it to them?
1: Okay, so um Um <coughs> excuse me. Okay. So curry is you're cooking chicken. Okay. So, but it, what you're doing is you're adding water um, and maybe something else to it so that it has, like, a gravy sort of consistency. Mm-hmm. So, you're basically making kind of a sauce, mm-hmm. but tomatoes are not really a huge part of it. Uh, um, I mean, depending on how you like your sauce, it can be, like, watery. Mm-hmm. But if you, you can add, like, yogurt, and it can be, like, you know, thick thicker, yeah uh, of a thicker consistency. Um, I, I, I don't really have a preference between like the thicker and like the thinner consistency, mm-hmm. but, uh, there's a lot of spices involved. Um, cardamom, uh, star anise, um, uh, ginger, uh, garlic, onions, uh, turmeric, uh, mm-hmm. the chili, a little chili, um, chili powder, mm-hmm. uh, yeah and some i can't even like uh it's just uh, i can't even i don't even know the names yeah in english because i just know their names in nepali but yeah Mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into it and if you if you haven't had curry you're missing out like you're you're probably not find a nepalese restaurant Mm -hmm. but you could settle for an indian restaurant they're (laughs) they're fine they're they're passable i guess passable yeah
0: (coughs) So would you say food's something you're pretty passionate about?
1: Uh Nepalese food, yes. Nepalese food. Yeah, Nepalese food is something I'm passionate about. I miss food. I mean I miss Nepalese food.
0: Mm-hmm. That that has been a general consensus about all the international students is that they miss foods from their home countries. Mm-hmm. Um but is there one like comfort food that you found here in the United States that you really like? No. <laughs> no. That was a quick no. No. That was a quick no. It,
1: Oh my god, like uh Cheez Its, they taste terrible. I, oh my people like Cheez Its. How can you like Cheez Its and not be joking? How? So
0: love, I actually like Cheez Its. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm I don't sorry I, I, for I, you. I only
0: like I only like um a special kind that Mm-mm. is not the original. Mm-mm. Like it's gotta be a different flavor, but I like Mm-mm. I like Cheez Its. Is, is there any is there anything food wise here that you like?
1: Um. So, uh, people do say that like Mexican food has a lot of spices and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, and I have kind of found Luna. You know, uh, nachos and like dips. Yeah. Uh, salsas. Yeah, salsas and that kind of stuff. It. I find that okay, but it's still not some like. It's not. It's not the taste I'm used to anyway mm-hmm. because like it's still very different from uh Nepali's c- cuisine but i mean yeah it, it still has a lot of flavor i find the f- i find the food here really bland mhm but yeah uh that kind of stuff is uh i can yeah i can eat that
0: mm-hmm. is this something that you um anticipated before coming to the united states that the food would be well not bland? to this
1: degree like <laughs> i knew it i knew, I knew it would be like super unhealthy but,
0: um, <laughs> yeah mm.
1: But, yeah, I mean, uh, but uh, one of the things I, because, like, meat here is, like, industrial, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, super pro- processed. It's, like, they have, like, factories and stuff. Yeah. But for us, meat, for us, if we wanted meat back home, we, we, we used to go, go to the butcher, like, mm-hmm. even for chicken. Like, mm-hmm. chicken's such a staple here. Yeah. And it's, like, f- frozen everywhere. And, yeah. I mean, back home, we, like, we, we get, like, fresh chicken. Mm-hmm. Of straight from the butcher and you guys don't realize it but you guys are missing out there's so much taste in chicken yeah Th- chicken tastes way better than it does like to you guys like actual chicken tastes better there's so much flavor in chicken mm-hmm. i love chicken but yeah um yeah there's so much flavor of of much more flavor mm-hmm. in like stuff that stuff back home than here too because mm-hmm. like here, everything's so processed and there's just, yeah.
0: So, okay. Um, so I guess if there was, I, we're, we're getting ready to wrap up here in just a little bit, uh-huh. but is there, um, I asked this at the end, is there one piece of advice that you would want to give incoming international students specific? It, just international students in general Mm-mm. coming to the united states um i guess specifically McKindry, but do you have any advice for them in terms of dealing with and assimilating and adjusting
1: um so one thing i can say is that nothing can prepare you for culture shock it's gonna happen like mm-hmm. th- there is no way no way unless you've been here before there's mm-hmm. no way you're gonna be prepared for the culture shock. It's gonna hit you, and it's gonna hit you hard, and you're gonna have a really, really rough time. But I mean, uh, the kind of people you surround yourself with, and the and like seeking help in terms of, uh, you know, how you can make things better for yourself, and how you can make it feel like home, mm-hmm. which it, uh, it, I mean, I mean, I've been here a while at this point, and it, I mean. Uh, not to like be it's not like anybody's fault but yeah. i still don't feel like i'm at home mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean that feeling might take a while to go away but i mean oh other than that i really don't have anything else to say just tr- you know uh the best thing you can do to like solve all of that is try to get involved um uh, talk to people uh get get to know people get involved on campus uh, there's a lot to do but if you're a non-athlete, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's kind of hard. Yeah, it's really tough as a non-athlete because like uh, socially you're just like kind of left out. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like anybody's fault, but it's just how mm-hmm. it is. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the, um, the culture here. All the sports Mm-mm. hang out with each other oh, yeah. in all the sports dependent. They kind of intermix. Uh-uh. Um, so I guess, do you think that you found your people?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I have. uh, Yeah. There's like people I can depend on and I can rely on. And uh, yeah, I've I've made uh, really good connections here. Yeah.
0: So I guess what would it take for you to feel at home or is that something that you don't know the answer to?
1: I don't I don't I, I really have no expectations. Like I don't expect to achieve that. Mm -hmm. Really, because like, first of all, being the only person from Nepal in itself is difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. And and when you I mean, the only time I speak my own language is when I talk to my parents, Mm -hmm. when I call my parents. So, I mean, that in itself, I mean, Mm -hmm. at least being able to speak your own language is one of like it's the biggest part in Mm -hmm. making you feel at home. Yeah. So I mean, since that's not gonna happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So
0: is there anything you wanna say to your parents on yeah, here?
1: Um they probably not they're probably not gonna listen to this. But yeah, I, I love you, mom, dad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just the basic of um, yeah. you wanna say it in Nepalese so um, we so the listeners can hear just a little bit of it?
1: Yeah. Uh, it um That doesn't sound like
0: Nepalese.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a weird thing to say in Nepalese because like the outright statement is it's not really how it's said mm-hmm. like oh well, even like if you're in a relationship with someone like in the back in nepal yeah you don't say it in nepali you just say it in english oh so it's like it's kind of cringy i guess <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um uh half i i've I guess I'd say, some, uh, give me something else to say in Nepali. Because um, well,
0: to. do you, uh, we're getting ready to wrap up. Do mm-hmm. you want to say kind of just like an outro, I guess, anything else that you want to say in Nepalese to any, if anybody knows any Nepalese that's listening that you want to speak okay. to them?
1: Okay. I can try. Okay. Um, um, as a, um, 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 Uh. Uh, middle. Uh, suba kamana sa as And uh, suba What? Yeah. Uh, see ya. Bye.
0: That is crazy.
1: Yeah. I. 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 It's. It's not as good actually. I just. I just had a really hard time figuring. Figuring out. What yeah. To it's kind of. That's
0: something that I kind of had. Mm-hmm you know mm-hmm. um, um conflict and reverse culture shot coming back to the united states uh-uh. and being like oh my god say something in portuguese yeah I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Wait, oh, yeah what do you want me to say mm-hmm. um but again Salav, so i want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast oh yeah it's, it was so fun i, I had it, a blast yeah. me too um is there anything else that you want to say final parting words
1: um. Uh, to everyone listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I really appreciate it. If you run into me on campus, don't be shy to say hi. Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you to everybody that tuned in. And we will see you next time on Global Bearcats. Bye.